listen out loud, that is. It's time for Anime Jam Session with DJ Ronma S, Mako-chan, and Ari Rockefeller. Hey everyone, welcome to Anime Jam Session, episode number 281. We are that podcast that talks about anime, games, conventions, the fandom, geek stuff, and everything in between. I'm DJ Ron Mess. I'm Ari Rockefeller. And I'm Makachan. So tell me, did I do better this year than I did last year? Yes. <laughs> Ari, what's wrong? You didn't like it? Um, I have a lot of bad memories tied to uh, you know, middle, middle school and like the uh, years that these shows were on. Some of them were okay, but ultimately it's just not a uh, good not a good time in my life. Well, you know what? I, I totally I, get I, I understand you. what you were going for, but mm-hmm. I mean, I, I totally get you because I I hated middle school and high school because you know can't figure it out by now. You know, I looked like Steve Urkel during those years, and I got into more than my fair share of fights. I dreaded going to school, you know, because of this. Yeah, I always fought back, but still, you can only fight so many times, so you're like, you know what, fuck it. But, um, I guess for me, you know, getting up early to check out some of those amazing cartoons and getting up, you know, after school, you know, getting home early from school or trying to make it in time to see various cartoons, it, you know, it just kind of made me feel better because, you know, I survived eight hours of hell. Now I'm going to get two hours of, of rewards, which are some of the, I think some of the greatest cartoons that come out of like the 80s, the 90s, and the 2000s, you know. Granted, I really wanted to put some more songs on, but limited time, but there are some cool stuff in between the breaks, so. Mm-hmm. And if we go into our chat room um, at live.vognetwork.com, um... Dark Tetsuya says he forgot about one of the songs, and he's like, mainly, I'm sad hearing Super Mario Bros. Super Show theme says we lost them both in recent years. And you know what? Yeah, it, yeah, we did. We did lose uh, lose both Mario and Luigi, you know. We lost two Marios and Luigi. Yeah, I get that. But you know what? At least we have a song, you know, to kind of remember them, because... Not for nothing. I mean, who didn't run home to watch Super Mario Brothers Super Show? I mean, who didn't get up and dance to do the Mario at the end of the show, at the end of the show? I mean, yeah, that's what it's all about. If you ask me, that's what it's all about. It's the good times, and you know, and you know, right now we're we're kind of dealing with the old school versus the new school of cartoons. You know, like the various reboots and stuff. And you know, I, I get it. Our current generation hates a lot of the reboots, but we're forgetting the fact that these reboots were not intended for us, even though we're going to sit there and watch it and bitch, moan, and gripe that it's not what it's supposed to be. But, um, it's it, and that's that, you know. It's for the new generation coming in, and, you know, maybe if we're lucky, the new generation will see, will trace back to the older stuff and check it out, you know? Maybe, you know, so we got that going for us, you know? We got that. Mm-hmm. <sighs> okay. Uh, we are live tonight, uh, week of September 20th, 2016, here on the Vogue Network. We're here live 
uh, Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. Eastern with replay Thursdays at 2. Check out our interactive chat room at live.bugnetwork.com. Chat clients such as Merc, XChat, Chatzilla can use irc.gamesearch.net. The chat room is VOG, V-O-G. Or you can head on over to animejamsession.com slash network where we get some a brief information on our site and about VOG Network, and there is a link that is for your IRC chat client. If you click on that, it'll bring you directly into the chat room. And I think my little mixer's actually fixed itself, so I'm kind of happy about that, because remember I was complaining about the crackling? Like, mm-hmm. so far, I haven't heard anything. Last week, I haven't heard anything, so uh, I think whatever it was, it kind of fixed itself, so thank Lord. Okay. Oh, man. I guess right now the only thing we have to worry about is Skype and Winamp, and that's pretty much anything freaking goes. Yeah, well, don't tempt them. You never know how, how uh, bad things are going one night. Yeah, I know, I know, I know. But anyway, speaking of nights, we're going to talk about weeks and days. We're going to kick things off. Ari. Uh, you know... It was mostly work-related last week, aside from uh, the Q by the Sea, which we went to. Mm-hmm. And I got paid today, which I got to see all the benefits of all the overtime I put in the past two weeks before that. That's great. That's great. I just yeah, I got to, I was able to pay off my rent two weeks in advance mm-hmm. and knock out the rest of my bills. So when I get my next paycheck after that. It'll go towards a lot less bills, and I'll have a lot more <clears throat> spending money on hand. That's good. But yeah, it was mostly just uh, you know, hanging out at Seaside Heights, doing like barbecuing and drinking mm-hmm. and all that stuff. So I had a lot of fun up there. I would have loved to have known that the motel we stayed in already had a flat screen TV. Otherwise, I, w- I wouldn't have uh, hauled mine, like, dragged mine all the way up. You know something? That's just a fault of the hotel. We didn't know. Yeah, none of us knew. At least we know next year if we decide to stay there next year. And I will, you know, what I'll do instead of sending a message through booking.com, I will call directly and find out. You should look at that one place that had the suites in the heated pool. Yeah, if if if, if, there's, if there's enough money in the coffers, we may just do that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's all things have been going for me. Cool. All right. Mako Chan, how was your week? How was your day? Work, 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 barbecue. Mmm, I know that feeling. And yeah, the shit that went down at the barbecue. <laughs> yeah. Um, and then I found out today at work that I'm going to have the entire weekend of October 15th off, so I don't know what I'm going to do. Nice. Yeah. Maybe I will uh, take a day trip somewhere or a weekend trip somewhere. Well, doesn't happen often. Um, I don't know if you know, but... um. Another anime convention is that weekend. Yes, and I don't know if you know, but that's a shit ton of money. True, but... 
I'm just saying. No, that I, I would love to go, especially since I, you know, would be able to. But I'm not driving all that way by myself on a Friday night. Been there, done that, and it's not happening. Uh, point taken. I would say take a, a train up, but I'll be just as expensive, and you and your motion sickness might kick in. I would be okay. I'd take something, but yeah, it's just... You know, it's different when you're able to share the uh, responsibilities of gas money mm-hmm. and toll money and all of that. Mm-hmm. So as much as I would enjoy getting up there money-wise, I cannot. Gotcha. Well, next year. I've said that the last three years, and unfortunately, next year is definitely not happening if we're trekking to Colorado. That's a month apart. We can do it. Yeah, you can do it. I got bills to pay. Well, so do I. Yeah. Money don't grow on trees. And by this point next year, I'm going to be spending, you know, $200 extra a month on other shit. Well, I'm just Mm -hmm. saying, you never know. You never know. It ain't happening. As of right now, it ain't happening. Watch in six months she hits the lottery. If I hit the lottery in six months, I ain't worrying about going to AAC. (laughs) I'm worrying about going to Japan. (laughs) Fuck that shit. (laughs) Get your priorities straight, man. If I hit the lottery, I'm doing both. Fuck it. Walking walk to the con as the guru, like, I went to Japan, here are my stories. Yeah, hell no. If I win the lottery and win enough to do shit like that, I'm going to Japan for, like, a month. Because <laughs> I, I can pay off do. the bills that I would need to pay off during that time uh-huh. and still go to Japan. Hell yeah, I'm going for more than just, you know, a week. There you go. Okay. My weekend day has been interesting. Just like Mako-chan, work, 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 barbecue. And that was really awesome. Our, our usual our retreat, we had so much fun, you know, watching YouTube videos, Skyping with uh, Ichigo Gami, Skyping with our friends, uh, Sei and Yaten over at the Crystal Chronicles. And it was fun. Uh, one of my other friends, Tom, swung by, hung out with us, and that was good. I haven't seen him in a while, so... And then Sunday, uh, two of our friends got married, and that was fun. And then that's where the shit hit the fucking fan. What happened? Well, if you're local to New York City, the Tri-City area, and you probably heard about the bomb, the, the, the bombing in Chelsea, the bombing in Seaside Park, and we were kind of, we were 15 minutes away from that, so we're like, whatever. The, one, the Chelsea thing, I was supposed to be in that area that Saturday night, but I didn't go because I was in Seaside. So, there were pipe bombs in Elizabeth, New Jersey, one of them near the train tracks. I happen to be on the train as it's going up from Trenton. I'm at, um, where was I? Princeton Junction. Yeah. And the train sat there for three hours because they had no information as to what was going on. And the only only reason why that happened, because instead of taking the bus back, I would have gotten in at 1230. I would not have gotten home that close to two and I had work. I figured take the train. I'd be home. I'd be back in New York City by 
10 15 10 30 be home by 11 45 done you know but again that didn't happen so after about three and a half hours you know some people took an uber up to new york city they finally got shuttle buses to take us from metro park to newark from there we transferred to a train to take us into new york city from there i took the subway home and i did not get home until about 5 45 in the morning and I realized I only had a total of like an hour and a half of sleep during this whole trek. And I need to either stay awake or sleep for 45 minutes. I ended up sleeping for 45 minutes and just made it to work. Oh. So, That's crazy. Yes, it is. Thankfully, they found the asshole that did this. So I don't think I have to worry about that shit anytime soon. Hopefully not. Yeah, definitely not. Hopefully not. Okay. Um, we're going to go ahead and kick things off for our show, our, our first musical break. Like, normally we play uh, anime music and, and, like, J-pop music during the break, but I'm doing a little bit of a change. So... As always, if you know the song, j- just go ahead and sing along. America, 
my team with the power of heart. When the five powers combine, they summon Earth's greatest champion, Captain Planet. You know, I just realized while I was playing that break, I ended up going into the wrong cue for the break music. <laughs> you ever had one of those moments where everything looks like a complete and total blur to you, you know? Mm-hmm. That's Constantly. what it was. Yeah, I'm looking, I'm like, wait a minute. And I look up, wait. That's not it. Nope, 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 nope. So I just did a quick switch around, so... So I'm looking at it, I'm like, wait, if I play this, I'm like, wait a minute, this is the second break. Because this particular song I put in the second break, Mako-chan will jump up and start singing like a crazy woman. I'm like, nope, nope, let me fit, flip things back to the way it should be. Yeah, except I've been jumping up and singing like a crazy person for most of this. Uh, I like my animated stuff. I like my cartoons. I know. I enjoy this shit. I'm so glad that you do. Glad a lot of people do, actually. But, um... What was it? Oh. I'll fix that later. Alright, so, anywho... Let me bring this up. We have more breaking news. And I'm going to bring it up right now. This news popped up on my dashboard about... Five hours ago, five, six hours ago. 
And I'm kind of surprised, but, you know, anything's possible. Now, one of the big things about living in New York City is the fact that there really isn't an anime convention here. You can go to, like, big cities like Chicago, L.A., Seattle, and so forth. They have their conventions, but it's like, it's New York City. It's the Big Apple. Yes, there's a comic convention, but what about anime? Now, we had Big Apple Anime Festival uh, back in the early, mid, like, late 90s. Then we had New York Anime Festival. That folded into Comic-Con. And recently this year we had Liberty City Anime Convention. Now we have another convention coming to New York City. It's called Anime NYC. It's going to be at the Jacob Javits Center November 17th to the 19th. As per the press release given here on ANN, the event aims to be a major anime convention in New York City after NYAF was folded into Comic-Con. They plan to host exhibits, screenings, panels, and Japanese media creators. The event will start selling tickets and release more details this coming November. Now, when you hear anime convention at NYC, you're like, nope, 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 nope. Not going to happen. We've gotten screwed before. Not going to happen. Yeah, and you know what? I get that. I completely understand that. And even I'm skeptical. But, I know people who have gone to AwesomeCon, and I, and I have heard nothing but good things about that convention. Nothing but. And Anime NYC is run by the people that run uh, AwesomeCon. So, I think this is going to be pretty good. Uh, the two people behind this are Greg Topalian and Peter Tatara, who were formerly affiliated with Read Pop and New York Comic Con. They had a hand in New York Anime Festival. So I think they could I think this could work. Granted I still am a little bit skeptical, but as time goes on, perhaps my skeptical will go from skept to believable. So sponsors for this convention is Crunchyroll, Funimation, Viz Media, and Kinokuniya Bookstore. Hopefully we'll see a few more sponsors. This is gonna be pretty good. So what are y'all takes on this? Um. Well, who, well, we don't know. Like, like this could be a uh, a third time's a charm for New York City getting mm-hmm. its own, you know, specific anime convention. Yeah. But like, how long did the other two last? Like a handful of years, I guess. Yeah. Um. Big Apple Anime Fest was three years, and it started up on Upper West, over by Columbus Circle, and it ended up towards uh, Times Square. That folded because the main sponsor, Mitsubishi Molders, pulled out and CPM started going, started bleeding money. Uh, New York Anime Festival was Reed Pop, and that was for like three, four years. And that folded into Comic Con because, as per what I was told, the reason why it was folded because no, it wasn't making any money. Nobody was, was supporting the event. Which I get because, not for nothing, anime fans are cheap. But meanwhile, comic book fans will throw money hand over fist. So, I guess it's a generation thing. And I thing. think that's the difference. Yeah. You know, 
you look at where all of the really big comic book conventions are, and they're all in huge cities mm-hmm. with really expensive hotels and things like that. For the most part, you only get a couple of anime conventions that have that huge draw that's in the huge city that's, you know, got the high-paying hotels and shit like that. And I think the reason is, is because the community for anime conventions is flooded. You know, you've got schools doing anime conventions. Mm -hmm. You don't necessarily have a whole lot of, you know little comic conventions. You've got gatherings here and there. You've got combo conventions. No, you, there are there are smaller comic conventions. Like, there's a smaller one in New York City that happens every year, um, Big Apple Con. So. Yeah, but mm. not to the extent of anime conventions. And I'm not... And again, I'm only talking about strictly, you know, one thing. Anime conventions mm-hmm. or, you know, comic conventions. Not the combined... Because there are a lot of them out there now that are doing more of a combo type of deal. And I think that's what it is. Right now, it is so flooded with anime-specific conventions. Um, The guests that are going to these conventions, you know, unless you're looking for actual Japanese guests, you know, you don't have to go to the large conventions anymore. Mm Mm-hmm. I mean, there are some, you know, really tiny conventions out there now that are flying voice actors in. You know, so you don't don't even have to worry about going to the big conventions for the voice actors. Because, you know, a lot of the small conventions are doing it now. And I'm talking about, you know, tiny conventions. Right. Like the one-day conventions. Mm -hmm. I know Michelle is actually going to, I think, a a one-day convention in... Uh, Idaho or Texas or some something like that, but it's only a one-day convention, and they're you know bringing her out there. And I, I think that's where the big difference is. On top of that, now you've got the whole you know sci-fi thing that's going and you know really really blowing up right now with mm-hmm. Doctor Who and Supernatural. And while it's always been there because of the boom in geeks and all of that, they've become you know, a bigger target than your regular anime convention. Because your regular anime convention isn't going to pull in those type of people. They might pull in some of your comic people, that, but the comic conventions are going to pull in, you know, your Supernatural and right. your this and your that, where they're not going to pull in your anime. I th- I, like, that's, I think, the huge difference. But here's one thing, though. But if that's the case, how about these other conventions that are out there anime conventions that are, that are quite successful, you know? I, in a way, I kind of think it might be location, but at the same time, I think it's a little bit of everything for why an, an anime convention in New York City hasn't really been successful. Granted, Liberty City was successful, but uh, there are other factors behind that so well at the same at the same thing you know when you talk about new york city you know what exactly are you saying are you saying all of the boroughs of new york city or are you just talking about manhattan tricky question i i mean because you know 
people outside of this area, when you talk about New York City, you talk about Manhattan. When you're in the tri-state area, when you talk about New York, New York City, you think about all of the boroughs. Yes and no. I mean, when you're within the five boroughs, we all know New York City is Manhattan. Going to New York City, going to New York City. Outside of the five boroughs, anyone mentions New York City, they assume all, the, the all five boroughs all-encompassing. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. when you're talking about somebody from Chicago wanting to go to a convention in New York City, they're not thinking about Queens. They're right. thinking about Manhattan. Right. Maybe Brooklyn? Mm. No. No. They're thinking about Manhattan because most of them are tourists and have only seen New York City by what has been on TV. And TV doesn't, I mean, yes, it shows, you know, the little parts of Brooklyn and stuff, but for the most part, it's showing skylines of Manhattan. And that's what people think. It's those um, establishing shots of the city, you know, the right. skyline, the Statue of Liberty. Right. So when somebody, you know, from, say, Chicago, they hear about a convention, you know, happening in New York City, and they go, well, where's Queens? Mm-hmm. That's not, to them, New York City. But when you step into Manhattan to have a convention, you're dealing with, you know, more money than you would be dealing with than, say, Brooklyn or Queens. And don't get us started on Staten Island. I mean, so it's that, too. When you think of Chicago, you think of Chicago. You don't think of Cook County. Yeah, yeah, you don't, you know, there. yes, there's going to be other areas, but, you know, when you think of Chicago, you think of Chicago. It isn't just, you know, the city encompassing a bunch of different places. Like, when you think of L.A., I mean, you, it, L.A. is L.A. And there are some other places around there that you know even though that's part of LA that's not what you're thinking of Mm -hmm. so you know when you think oh yeah you know I'm gonna go to LA nine out of ten times you're not thinking about you know Compton or yeah it's like that Hollywood you'd you'd be thinking of first and foremost probably so, I mean, I, I think that's also what the issue might be, is, you know, all of these conventions that they want to put into the city are in the other boroughs. And that, to some people, just isn't the city. They don't, they don't understand the nuance of it. Yeah. Let, let, yeah, let's not kid ourselves. A, a, a big New York convention, a, a anime convention in Staten Island would crash and burn on the first... Yeah. yeah, no, no, but the way the bus is not, no, 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 not happening. Nope. So, anywho. And I mean, and that's, that's the other thing. I mean, you're talking about a city that, you know, you definitely are traveling into. If you're parking, you're paying, you know, $200 for the weekend. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, in the city. So... You know, that's also the issue. So if you're going to come in by plane, you've got, you know, two different airports that are out there. But well, there's three airports in New York City. Two. Two. Oh. But again, none of them are actually in, quote unquote, New York City. You've got to travel from the airport into Manhattan. 
And unless, you know, you're not freaked out by, you know, a shit ton of trains and figuring out which way you're going, a lot of people are intimidated. And people on the subway. Uh, you can ignore them. Not one of them starts playing music and or whips or dicks out. Dicks out for Harambe? No, you... <laughs> Ugh. No, I, I think that's... I, I really think that that's the main reason why a New York City specific convention isn't going to last. And I'll just get absorbed into the amorphous blob that is New York Comic Con anyway. Doubt it. It's two different entities. Yeah, but we've seen that happen before. And because the anime portion wasn't as popular, it went bye-bye. But remember, Anime Festival and Comic Con is run by the same company. Let's say, for the sake of argument, Anime NYC isn't as successful... Comic-Con is not going to want to fold that into them. No, they got the own Oh, no. No, but at that point, you know, it isn't just one company going, ah, screw it. It's two different companies with one of them going, well, fuck, that was stupid. Yeah, and the other one's like, gotcha, bitch. Mm. Because right now, from what I'm seeing, there are some people ready to throw their support behind Anime NYC because they don't want the Midwestern Empire taking a foothold in New York City. Well, I mean, if it works out, it works out. But, you know, if you're looking to make something like those huge city conventions work, Mm -hmm. you can't just have locals. You have to have people willing to travel. And also, I I have a feeling Anime NYC is not going to take up... I don't even see them taking up the full convention center anyway. I see them taking up at least, if not a full floor, a half a floor anyway. So it'll be a little well. Bit I mean, yeah, you're talking yeah. about something that'll be a first year convention at yes. that point. You know, we're talking about you know, are they going to be able to make it to the size of say Otakon, mm-hmm. which is a big city convention, but it's been around for a while. It has you know word of mouth. It has popularity. This convention is a first year convention. It is not going to have that right away. You're, you, you might you might have a couple people from out of town come, but you are not going to have, you know, diehard people from, you know, all over the place coming to this first year convention. So, no, they're not going to have the entire convention center for a first year convention. Yeah. Because if they do, they're basically kicking themselves in the ass already. They stretch themselves way too thin. Right? Uh, oh, yeah. Yeah. Which, you know, we kind of noticed with Anime Next. Anime Next had the entire convention center. And they spread it out in such a way that it would give them, you know, one, room to grow. But two, room for all of the people that were going to show up. Which is one of the chief complaints of where it used to be. So even though they had the entire convention center, I mean... I could say they really didn't need that last, you know, the very top floor. At all. Um, But there was stuff up there. I think I was only on the top floor of Animanix like a couple times. I think I was up there for the Love Live shoot. And that's what it was. 
it was probably mostly people hanging out in photo shoots, which, you know, there was still plenty of room in other places that's to where do he, that. That's where they also put the autograph sessions as well. And that's where the game room was. Yeah, but they could have stuck that. that. That's what I'm saying. I mean, they spread it out because they had the room, but they didn't need to use that floor. There was plenty of room in the other floors to put all of that stuff. So it actually made the convention seem rather small. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They spread out too much kind of thing? I don't know if they spread it out too much, because I like how it was spread out. I didn't feel crowded or anything like that. Well, yeah, I mean, that was a plus to them. But at the same time, you know, it didn't need to happen. It, I don't know, I thought, you know, it felt too big. Mm-hmm. I mean, there were places that you could be and nobody passed you, which is not conductive to, you know, actually meeting people at a convention. But anyway. Yes. So more information is coming out in November. We will decide, we'll, we'll follow this and see where it is. Most likely I will be going. So, you know. Do we have any word on how much it's going to be to get in? Like I said, we won't know anything until November. That's when information is going to start rolling out. Okay. So, anywho, uh, Mako-chan, why don't you take the first article, because we know you are a big fan of this series. Yes, and I'm kind of excited about it. Um, Detective Conan, uh, the anime, is... Um, at its 20th anniversary. So they are actually doing a little TV winter special that is going to be called um, One. And basically what it is, it's a two-hour special uh, about, you know, the first couple of episodes of the anime. Mm. The really cool part is that, you know, because of it being a special and being the 20th anniversary, they're adding stuff in that was in the manga that didn't make it into the anime. And they're also adding in some of the extra stuff that you find out later in the anime, but is actually happening at the same time. So you're actually, this is going to be, you know, getting a full look of what's happening during that time period. Mm. So, I'm actually really excited about it. That's pretty cool. So, like the other specials and things like that, I'm really, you know, hoping that it will eventually be brought over here because there is still a following here for it. Or at least just, you know, have an official subtitle version of it because I want it trust me it, 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 it will it will appear somewhere we know this for a fact well yeah it will appear somewhere but I would like it to appear legally so I can purchase things well, didn't... and officially support it yes well, I didn't... like to officially support anime that I actually enjoy and this is one that I actually enjoy well didn't one of them one of the crossover specials didn't one of them come over um one of the crossover specials did come over 
Um, I don't know if it, uh, I don't think it got a dub. I think it just came over subtitled. Oh, okay. Alright. Okay. Um, I'll take, I'll take the next story. Now, if you now if you are a Sailor Moon fan, you probably know of the fact that there is an official Sailor Moon fan club in Japan, and for the longest time, fans have been wanting to be able to join this club and get some of the cool stuff that they offer, or hopefully, you know, they open it up internationally. Well, wait no more, fam. It's going to happen because of the pop broad popularity of the series. The official Sailor Moon Club, which is called Pretty Guardians 2016-2017, is going international. It seems that the club was founded in July, and it caps its membership, yet it is launching a membership drive in Japan. So what's going to happen is that members gain access to the club information, which is online and print, a monthly, a twice-monthly radio show done by Koton Mitsuishi, who is Usagi's voice actress. And a secret uh, premium Bandai site for for exclusive stuff. And there's tons of concerts that they offer. And there's an official app as well. I don't know about you, but winning a getting ch- a chance to win tickets to a Ceremiu, that would be sweet. Now, there is an entry fee to join this club. It is $54 a year. That's it. No more, no less. And they are looking to expand into so many countries it's not even funny. (coughs) Overseas registration starts on the 23rd, which is in three days. And you can go to otakumo.com slash shop slash pickup slash sailor underscore moon underscore fan club. Or if you just go to otakumo.com and there is a link on the site for it. You will get Japanese members receive a membership card and lip gloss. Few people have asked me if I'm going to join. I'm just like, probably not. If I did, I'm just going to hand my membership off to somebody else, let them enjoy it. I don't know. Yeah, fifty-five bucks does sound a little bit steep for a year. Uh, I I would like to do it. Um, I I just want the shinies. Uh, Ari, if you think about it, that's no more than that's cheaper than a subscription to Xbox Live or PlayStation Network. Hmm. I suppose. I just want the shinies. Of course you do. That's that's it. That's it. You know, I I don't need the access to the net. You know, the news or. Uh, the little bi-weekly whatevers. I just want right. the shinies. Okay, and shinies you can has. I like shinies. <laughs> You're almost as bad as Misty saying shinies. I, I don't like spending $58 on shinies, though. <laughs> but the stuff you're getting in return is probably equivalent to like a couple hundred bucks. Yeah, I know. I know. And I've seen the shinies from people that have gotten the Japanese subscription, and they're pretty shinies. Mm-hmm. All right. Hey, all right. Ari, why don't you grab this one? Uh, sure. Is it the one about the uh, Anaplex? 
Mm-mm. Oh, wait. They're all out of order on my end. I don't see why they should be. It's in proper order if you're looking at it, right? Um, Hello Kitty one? No. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Yes. Oh. Yeah, because Anaplex one was second on my end. Um, anyway. <clears throat> um, Ari, you're yeah. looking at yeah, the Yeah, I don't think... You're looking yeah, at you're the, not you're looking, looking at the, at the right, right one. one. Yeah, you're looking in the wrong tab. Uh, you're in weekly articles, not episode outlines. Shit, I keep forgetting about that. Yeah. If you, if you can't tell, I've been really deprived of sleep lately. After this, okay, here we sleep your ass off. You've earned it. Okay, here we go. Um, Bring it up. Uh, Hello Kitty honors Kochikame ending with collaboration art. The ending of Osamu Akimoto's Kochiro Katsu Shikiku Kame Ariko and Mei Hasu, Hashu Sujo Kochikame manga drew attention from colleagues and weekly Shonen Jump staff. Sanrio's own top mascot, Hello Kitty, is also honoring the event with some unique crossover art and merchandise. Shuisha's Jump Plus app and website launched a, com- launch a comic on September 12th starring Hello Kitty's alter ego Ichigo Man. <clears throat> the comic the comic's sixth chapter will go up on September 17th and feature a character to commemorate the launch of Kochikame Cross Hello Kitty collaboration goods at Takashi Takashi Maya Nibu Nihonbashi store on September 14th. The store is also hosting a Kochikame exhibition that will tour Japan throughout the year. <clears throat> Kochikame ran uninterrupted in weekly Shonen Jump for 40 years since 1976. Wow. The September 17th issue will hold the last chapter in the final volume 200, which will include the ending, which will also go on sale that day. The manga inspired a 1996-2004 television anime adaptation and two anime compilation films in 1999 and 2003, along with an anime special in 1985 and then various other anime specials that aired between 2005 and 2008. Additionally, the manga inspired two live-action films in 1977 and 2001, and a live-action drama adaptation in 2009. Ichigo Man characters originated from a 2011 ex- exhibition of Hello Kitty creator Yuko Yamaguchi's artwork. And, huh. Look at the uh, mashup they they uh, brought everyone up. They, they gave to everyone. That, uh, that, that looks pretty cool. And if you can't see it, it's... Uh, uh, I guess uh, Ichigo... Is that the guy's name, Ichigo Man? I believe so, yes. And it's kind of sort of done in Hello Kitty style. I'll post a direct link in the chat for everyone to look mm-hmm. at. Is it weird that I've never heard of this before? I've never heard of it either, but due to the popularity, maybe somebody will pick it up and and bring it over. Given that how, how popular streaming anime is, you know, I wouldn't be too surprised if Funimation or Crunchyroll just pick up streaming distribution, you know? 40 years worth of material to go with. No, no, no. I'm talking about the anime, not the manga. Oh. Anyhow, uh, see what we got here. Okay. All right, Mako. Yes, so I so, 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 so want this stuff, but oh my dear God, the price amounts for this. Are we um, talking an arm and a leg here, huh, Ed? Yeah. Oh, shit. Um, Firstborn kids are also acceptable. 
I mean, it's it's not a huge amount, but when you combine everything together, that's when it starts adding up. Uh, so what we're talking about is interactive card captor, Sakura, cloud cards, and ceiling wand. So what this is, it is a mix of toy and proplica. Wow. Uh, you get a you know a full size ceiling wand um, from the series with the little you know birdie feathery thing on the top and everything. But the best part is it lights up and when you press a button it says a bunch of various things from the series. On top of that, um, there is a set of 52 cards and each one of those cards has a chip. So when you touch your wand to those cards, it activates the card and you actually get Sakura's voice activating the card. On top of that, there is a Kiro-chan plush that comes with a couple of cards and when you put the cards next to him, he tells you about the cards in his voice and everything. The thing is, everything comes separately. Of course it does. So the ceiling wand comes with five cards. The wood, the shadow, the windy, the rain, and the fiery. That will cost you seventy-five fifty. The cloud card book, which you can store all of your 52 cards, and while it doesn't come with all 52 cards, it will come with the time, the sword, and the flower, will run you $53. But the book itself also speaks and interacts and all of that. The Talking Hero plush will come with only the jump card. And that is going to run you forty-four fifty. And then I'm guessing there's going to be sets of just cards. Uh, there'll be a set of twenty-six cards, and then another set of twenty-six cards. Uh, the yeah. Um, so there's going to be the light card group and the dark card group, and each of these sets is going to cost you fifty-three dollars. Uh, there's going to be the light-up key that goes around her neck, um, the one that turns into the ceiling wand. That's going to cost you $19.50. So, yeah, I mean, there's other plush and stuff like that coming out, but when you're talking about the actual, you know, Proplica toy set, you've got $75.50, You've got 53, you've got 4450, you've got two sets at $53 and 1950. And now a moment of silence for your wallet. Yeah. <laughs> Mike, I just have one thing. Can Takara Tomi get the license for sale and we're gonna make us some cool shit like this? I mean, come on. I mean, if you don't have it already, a brooch, if you touch it, it lights up and you can do the transformation. That would be cool. I mean, come on. Well, people be throwing their money at that, no problem. 
Yep. I know some people probably already sliding their credit cards on the side of their monitors. It's not working. It's not working. Try harder. Swipe faster. Quicker. Yeah, you're talking about almost $300 for the entire set. And people are going to do it. Oh, dear God, if I had the money, I would throw it at the screen right now. And what would happen in a quarter would bounce back and smack you right in the skull. I don't give a shit. I want this set. I won't understand anything that comes out of the wands. I won't understand anything that comes out of Kirochan, but I want it. Well, you can always talk to Yaten to translate what Kirochan is saying. Yes, but I still don't care. <laughs> I don't care. I just want. I mean, this on top, you know, after Sailor Moon, this was my Magical Girl series. And this will always be, you know, my Magical Girl series. I want it. I want the precious. But my precious. <laughs> something like that. Uh, better voiced, but yes, yeah, something like that. <laughs> I can only do also watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Stick to uh, Inspector Gadget. Okay. Go, go, Gadget, backhand slap. Yeah, not the character from the uh, cartoon I was talking about. <laughs> Dipshit. <laughs> anyway, continuing on. We don't need to hear me fangirling anymore. We, you do enough of that during the breaks. I know. Oh, yes. yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. To register participation for this week's episode of Anime Jam Session on vognetwork.com, use the passphrase NEON. Okay, let's see what's next on the agenda. Oh! Of course. Of course there is. Lovely. We have more Pokemon Go news for you. And it's not about the Pokemon Go Plus attachment, which I've been hearing nothing but mixed results about, so... I'll just wait until they make an, um, an add-on app for, for the band or app or, or app or Android Wear or something like that. Give me a reason to buy another damn Google Watch, okay? Whatever. So, anywho. In Japan, Tokyo's most popular park is partially banning Pokemon Go in response to people who are being inconsiderate. There is a place in Tokyo's Ueno Park called Shonabazu Pond. It's been seeing a huge spike in number of visitors in the past month. Not all of them there will appreciate the blooming flowers or the lotus plants that grow near the body of water. But um, word has spread that there is a rare Pokemon that pops up at this temple ground. Dratini. The pond is only... A short walk from the train station, Pokemon Go players have been coming day and night to catch the Dratini. People are taking up position around Kaijay Temple and its Benten Pavilion. It's located on an island in the pond that's connected to the rest of the park by pedestrian paths. Now, what's happening is that people are going to collect the Dratini, but they're leaving behind trash, food wrappers, drink containers, and cigarette butts. And then you got people just squatting or sitting around 
for extended sessions blocking the paths of other people, you know? And what's happening is that people are plugging their phones into the temple's unguarded electrical outlets. People who work the who work at the temple in the, in the area have been telling asking visitors to calm down, not do this, you know, be respectful of others. But now there is a sign up that says the following to all Pokemon Go players. Due to a lack of improvement regarding inappropriate behavior, even after deploying security staff, play of Pokemon Go and other apps is completely prohibited as of the 18th. This is only around the temple's Benton Pavilion. The ban does not con- does not affect all of Ueno Park or all of Shinobazu Pond, which can be crossed by walkways that do not pass through the temple. As such, Pokemon trainers still have a chance to look for Dratini around the pond, which is also a great source for Magikarp. Carp, 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 carp. But are advised <laughs> to mind their manners and take their trash home with them, lest the restriction be extended to the entire area. So, in other words, respect the areas that you can and cannot play, and all's good. This is basic stuff, and I can't believe these people have to be told to uh, not, you know, be a dick. <sighs> yeah, I know. That's the shit that happens, you know? I mean, I don't like it, but, you know, that's what it is. So, fuck, you know? Like I said, maybe maybe they'll learn their lesson. Maybe. I doubt mm, it. Probably not. Yeah, today's youth? Nah. Anywho, Ari, why don't you go ahead and grab this and, and um, hold on. No, as you grab this, go ahead and um, cover this story. Let me go set up the uh, Skype line. Okay. <clears throat> the best rivalries in manga as chosen by Japanese voters. They might be get bad guys, but they're not bad guys. Oh, God. Okay, Roman they're Reigns. Not ba- they're not bad guys. They're not good guys. They're the guys. Sorry, I just threw up my mouth a little saying that. <clears throat> it's okay, we forgive you. Rivals. You love to hate them, and you hate to love them. The relationship between two opposing characters can really raise the emotions and hearts and stories. You feel not only for the protagonist, but also the antagonist, because they're both trying to accomplish their own goals, albeit in a different fashion. Sometimes your rival is a complete jerk, but that's because they're hiding all the pain. Other times your rival helps because you can push each other to be the best you can be. Here are the top ten rivalries chosen by Japanese pollsters. Uh, let's see, number ten, Jimmy Kudo versus Harley Hatwell. Hartwell in case closed. The first pair of the listing are dueling detectives that rely on each other to push their analytical skills extreme. Two of the four great young detectives, Jimmy and Harley, often find themselves investigating gruesome mysteries with unbelievable outcomes. <clears throat> number nine, Kenshin Imura versus Hajime Sato from Ruin Kenshin. While Kenshin was haunted by his past, Hajime reveled in it. The rivalry began before the series officially started when Kenshi was a manslayer and Hajime was a member of the Shinsengumi. During the series, epic battles almost forced Kenshi to become a killer again, but he never crossed that line. <clears throat> Number eight, Kenshiro versus Rao from Fist of the North Star. You are the mighty ro- dead. Yeah. This mighty rivalry began when Kenshiro was chosen as the successor to Hot- Hotko Shinken and Rao broke 1800 years of tradition and refused to give up his power. 
Killing Master Ryukin made sure that Kenshiro would fight with a vengeance when the truth was eventually revealed. Number seven, Naruto Uzumaki versus Sasuke Uchiha. They, Naruto and Sasuke each had what the other one, the other unknowingly wanted, resulting in an intense rivalry that drove most of the story. Mm. And their battles also led to an extremely powerful friendship, which took them fucking decades to resolve. Uh, number six, Light Yagami versus L in Death Note. Light and L played so many mind games that it was hard to figure out who to cheer for, but their match of wits will be forever remembered by Death Note fans. <clears throat> number five, Jimmy Kudo versus Phantom Thief Kid from Case Closed. Yay, One's Kaito! <laughs> One's a thief, the other's a detective, so naturally they're at odds. But no matter how much the Phantom Thief steals, he can't help but cheer for him as he constantly outwits the police, but rarely Kudo. Uh, number four, Amaro Ray versus Char Aznable from Mobile Suit Gundam. Aznable. Aznable. Hard to pronounce. What began simply as warrior pride turns into a back and forth that tries to answer the question of the meaning of war and violence. These two mech pods do their best to give <clears throat> their answer on the battlefield. Uh, number three, Hanamichi Sakuragi versus Kaede Rukawa from Slam Dunk. Even though these two play for the same team, their rivalry is at the forefront of Slam Dunk. One is motivated to be better than the other, and, and one barely gives them the time of day. But without this passionate rivalry, and this, their basketball in the series wouldn't grow. Number two, Goku and Vegeta from DBZ. The Prince of All Saiyans will once try to kill Goku and his friends, but since that time they had a spectacular rivalry that has kept Earth safe and ensured that the two of them were the strongest beings in the universe. And so the whole business with gods came up. And the number one rivalry is Lupin III versus Koichi Zenigata. The infamous thief needs a detective to chase after him. Much like Kudo and the Phantom Thief, Detective Zenigata spends most of his time trying to catch Lupin III. But as slippery as Lupin is, we highly doubt Zenigata will ever really be able to establish himself as Lupin's equal. And that's why they did the crossover. Oh. Because if anybody can be Lupin's equal, it is Detective Conan. How did that crossover go? Did you see it? I saw both of them. They actually did two different uh, two different episodes, and it was amazing. They did one as a TV special and one as a movie, and it worked together so well. Hmm. Because while Lupin is a thief, he's a thief with morals. Like Robin Hood. I wouldn't go that far. Okay. I mean, Robin Hood was more, you know, give to, you know, steal from the rich to give to the poor. Lupin just liked to steal. He liked the challenge. But he also, you know, would not screw over the innocent people. So when shit starts happening in the crossover movies, he basically goes, all right, you know what? Fuck that. But just in the end, he's still a thief. <laughs> I love it. It's it's actually a really, really good series. Okay. Now we're going to get to the um, fun part of the show. The open forum topic. And right now the Skype line is open. So if you have any questions about tonight's broadcast, give us a buzz at Anime Jam Session on Skype. It's pretty much all one word. 
Um, all calls are cut to two minutes due to time, so have at it. While that's up and running, I'm going to tell you about the open forum topic. Open forum topic is where we ask you a question about a topic that pertains to tonight's show, anime, conventions, or anything along those lines. If you don't want us to use your real name, please put a different name before you post your answer. And also, please keep it civil as well. And that's all we're really asking. And this week's open forum topic is usually the same one we ask every year around this time, because we're curious about your different answers and so forth. Back to school with cartoons. We ask every year, we want to know what cartoons you ran home to watch and or get up early to see. From Dark Tetsuya, we have um, the following. He remembers discovering Sailor Moon on the, in that weird time slot on the USA Network. And you want to know something? I totally forgot Sailor Moon was on USA for mm-hmm. a little bit. And then for a while, I actually forgot Sailor Moon was on Cartoon Network. I was like, wait, what? Oh, right. <clears throat> right. Early Toonami stuff. Yeah. It was on classic cartoons, how about Bionic 6? As I recall, the show did have somewhat of an anime influence. A lot of staff was Japanese. Okay. Um, let me pull up this show real quick because there is some interesting information about Bionic 6. Um, the production company for the Bionic 6 was called TMS Entertainment, which is an anime studio, and it's still going strong. So technically, so technically, I guess you could say Bionic 6 is an anime. Um... And I'm looking at their list of titles that they have done. Um, see if there's anything here that we would know. Um, well, TMS Entertainment has done a couple of things Mako-chan would know. Oh, what's that? Lupin the Third. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they're doing the ever-popular Yawamushi Petal. Uh, the new D. Grayman Hollow. And they're doing the they're working they're doing the Big Hero Six anime, which is coming out next year, with joint forces with Disney Television Animation. Uh, what else? That's on this list of they've done. They've done they they're currently doing Card Fight Vanguard, and Bakugan, and the original Deke Rayman, Popola Cross. That's a series I know Dark Sakura liked. Um, there was also. They also did the first, uh, the first Shin Megami Tensei series, and they did Monster Rancher. That's cool. Um, and you, and you know what else? You know what other series they're also doing currently? What? Another series that Mako Chan loves. Detective Conan. That's why they were able to do the crossover. Yup. <laughs> I could have told you that one. But you didn't. No, I didn't. And Anpanman. And if you remember Anpanman. if you remember from back in the day, Mighty Orbots. <clears throat> yeah. They've done they done some stuff that we've heard of, which is pretty freaking cool. Let's see what else we have here. From um let's see, from Kelly, we have Batman, Sailor Moon, Pokemon, Digimon. When she was younger, I would watch Animaniacs and Looney Tunes with my cousins when they got home. Now I watch Yokai Watch with my kids. How is that? 
Onsen Mark says, I always miss, risk missing the bus for Robotech back in the day. And when I got home from school, I'd watch Voltron, Star Blazers, Transor Z, and later the Disney Afternoon. I remember getting up at 6 o'clock in the morning to watch Voltron, Defender of the Universe, and that was my jam. I remember following up with Transformers. I remember running home to watch Thundercats. I remember Karate Cat, Silverhawks. A lot of stuff you heard during the pre-show, I watched. And there's some obscure ones, like the Karate Kid cartoon. I don't know how many people remember that one. Me. There you go. I'm not the only one. And then there was the Rambo cartoon. That was weird. (laughs) Ari, you remember that one? I remember they tried to make an R-rated gore fest into a kid's cartoon. Rambo Force Supreme. Mm -hmm. They tried the same thing with Conan, and it was equally absurd. I kind of remember that one. I watched a little bit of that. I remember there was Mummies Alive, Robocop the Animated Series, a bunch of others. What about y'all? Back to the Future. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Mm Mm-hmm. I don't know. I would just, you know, there were some things that I didn't like, but for the most part, I came home and I just watched cartoons. I've always been into cartoons and animated movies and things like that. So, I mean, for a while, I was just watching everything. I would come home and I would put the TV on and I would just sit there and watch it. Because, you know, the animation, the characters, the stories. I mean, you're talking about cartoons, but you're also talking about for, you know, that time period, a lot of it was anime that was coming over. So the storylines were a lot more complex than the American cartoons that were out. Mm-hmm. So I, I would, you know, sit there and watch them, Ronin Warriors and Voltron and, you know, everything that I could get my hands on at that point. What I remember is I, in high school, when, when I was on the football team, I had practice every every day after school, so I couldn't I, I get home like five thirty, six o'clock, or even later than that. So I had to set my VCR to record Toonami, and it was really important at this time because it was you know, they had, they had actually started new episodes of Dragon Ball Z at the time, and it, as in the rest of the uh, Namek saga. And so I didn't want to miss anything, and I had no idea that, you know, Goku would go Super Saiyan for the first time. Mm. And in our chat room at live.vognetwork.com. And there was... Uh, mm-hmm. You know, stuff like that, and then after Tsunami went off, it was, you know, the couple things on Muguzi, like uh, Totally Spies and uh, Code Lyoko. But that was more towards my college years. Gotcha. You get really deep when sci-fi was doing their anime runs during the summer. Saturday sh- anime. Uh-huh, mm-hmm. and that shit would be, uh, you know, I'm not even talking about the Saturday anime. When they were doing the week-long stuff, and that shit would run from, like, 10 p.m. until 2 or 3 a.m., my ass was up until, you know, all hours of the night watching that shit. Just to watch to new anime. Adult Swim. Huh? A forerunner to Adult Swim. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just wish Adult Swim would have gotten some of those movies. Hmm. But it is what it is, you know. Uh, let's see. 
and Dr. Tilly agrees with me. Oh, yeah, RoboCop. Yeah, there's a bunch of others, and as I'm putting the playlist together, I'm just trying to remember stuff, and I'm just like, I want the, play, the music to be a reminder, not just my, not just childhood and teenage years, but everybody's. I was just, hopefully, I hit the mark for a lot of people that listen tonight, so if I did, hey, no problem. Glad to be of service. If not, there's always next year. Okay, um, unfortunately, no calls on the Skype line, so we're going to close that out. And there goes that speaker. All right. <laughs> now we get into the uh, fun part of the show. Strange news from Japan. Were you even trying this week, Mako? What do you mean? This stuff is like really cracked out. It just, it was there. I know. Like this one, for example. A fireman was arrested for running naked on Saitama Street. And no, he was not running across One Punch Man. Okay. <laughs> Police in Saitama Prefecture have arrested a 24-year-old fireman for obscene conduct in public after he was seen running naked on a street. According to police, Sei Takano, who was a fireman at the Kasube Fire Department, was seen streaking on a street near Iwasuki Station on the Tobunoda line by a schoolgirl around 8 o'clock Monday night. Takano was identified by his bicycle, which he left in the area. Police quoted Takano as saying he enjoyed running in a nude because it, satisf- it satisfied his sexual desire. Police believe he has committed similar acts several times this year in the same area. And as said in the, in the, in the comments, he had a plate on his bicycle that said, Love to Streak. <laughs> and another one. Fireman's hose on full display. <laughs> Another comment. Does he fight fires naked too? Gives the meaning to naked flame. He wanted to show before. his towering inferno. God, these things suck. These <laughs> are horrible. But you laughed. The police They're identified so the streaker from his bicycle left in the area. I hope it was not because of the skid marks. <laughs> or as somebody said, I assume he left a uh, streak of DNA on the saddle. Ew. Liar, liar, pants on fire. I bet he was wearing his helmet. Dear God. <laughs> That's horrible. Oh my God. Did he make fire truck sounds when he was going around on his bicycle? <laughs> Chosen one! I'm coming! <laughs> Maka, was that a friggin' fire engine or a, or a minion? <laughs> Both. <laughs> oh dear god. Someone goes, uh... Uh, based off another comment that said before that desire gets truly out of hand, he mm-hmm. goes, that was the problem. If he had kept it in hand, oh, never mind, that's illegal as well in public. <laughs> <laughs> oh. oh, man. Oh, 
god. That was so bad. Somebody take the next story, please. Mako, you want to take it? Sure, I will take <laughs> it. So, uh, you know, I like my weird-ass clothing from Japan. Uh-huh. Because it's weird-ass and cool. Uh-huh. This one... Um, I don't know if I would be brave enough to wear something like this. Uh, so there is a bra that is coming out that has strobe lights that will flash to the beat of music and uh, oh, when you squeeze it. <laughs> So numerous deep thinkers and our crazy people have long asserted that there's an eccentric connection between genius and madness, and it looks like he's got an ample amount of the latter. He's invented a bra that lights up like a dance club and adds amped up fills to the music when you squeeze it. In the demonstration video of the working model, the inventor shows off the multicolored strobe light that he added to a tuna D-cup bra synced up to his sound system the lights flash in time to the beat, and squeezing the left cup sounds an air horn-like sample. <laughs> he's, he's quoted as saying, I made this for the party people all over the world. Whoop, there it is. Uh, he'll be sharing the technology for it, so please let me rub your chest. <laughs> oh, man. It's also good for fending off creepers who have... Who have epilepsy. Yeah. So, um, it's not clear if this was for a project of some sort for school or if he was just really bored. Um, he is looking to improve upon the prototype so that his next goal is making the bra wireless. He wants to eliminate the wires connecting to connecting the bra to the sound system. So, yeah, he's trying to legit make these bras usable so that you can go clubbing with them. Oh, 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 and squeezing the boob will make a siren go off. There you go. Of course. I mean, seriously, that is definitely one way to uh, make sure everybody knows you're being groped. Well, it's easier than yelling at fire if you want to... Gonna get a creeper off of you. If you completely out of hit, out of place, air horn or siren goes off and like, like, like off to the siren, like, wait, what? Like, oh, this guy. Yeah, but at the same time, it's supposed to be used in clubs, so really weird sounding sirens isn't always weird. Although I, I do like the notion that like, maybe it's just my imagination getting that, but. Like, the woman who's wearing it, you know, puts on dubstep and just gives everyone within 20 yards, you know, epileptic seizures. Yeah, I, I can imagine people coming home from work and all of a sudden they hear sirens going off. They're trying to figure out what the fuck is going on and it's, you know, the little sisters, you know, masturbating or some shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want anyone to know I'm doing this. Gasolina. 
And I mean, that, that's, that's where my mind went is, you know, some stupid girl or mom is going to be wearing this thing and, you know, there's now going to be pornos. You know it. <laughs> this is Japan. You know what's going to happen. I can see the anime, you know, animated version of it right now. The stepson walks in and the mom is, you know, freaking out because she doesn't know what's going on. So he has to help her. <laughs> and it just gets weirder from there, doesn't it? Oh, yeah. But that's hentai for you. <laughs> Can we move along? Um, I, I think we need something to watch the... Uh, Yes, because there cleanse the palate. Because there are no funny comments. There's no funny comments here, oh, except for trash. one. Now I can be the king of the rave. <sighs> All right. Anyhow, do you love watching cats play with robotic vacuum cleaners? And how about 48 continuous hours of it live, from 5 p.m. on Friday, September 23rd, to the same time on September 25th? Japanese video streaming site Nico Nico Live will be airing 48-hour live coverage of Cats and Roombas as the 12th installment of their This Month in Animals series. On this weekend, the several cats of Moth Animal World's Nico Room in Chiba Prefecture will be visited by an iRobot Roomba 960 and Roomba 876, and will all be left to their own devices. Meanwhile, we can watch all live from our own devices. Of course, 48 hours is an awful long time, so the producers are planning a few surprises along the way. A system will be set up where visitors can provide the cats with additional toys and treats. There is also rumored to be an appearance by a special guest hamster who will operate a pulley at some point in the broadcast. Uh, you might be surprised to learn that there is actually a point to all of this. <laughs> oh. The aim of 48 hour live coverage of cats and Roombas is to achieve cat Roomba time. This is when a cat successfully rides a Roomba for 60 continuous seconds. Although often seen in viral videos, true cat Roomba time without human involvement is thought by some to be impossible. Even if cat Roomba time isn't achieved, then it'll be loads of fun just to watch as cute and lovable household companions run wild and bounce around the room freely. The cats should be interesting, too. You'd... I get it. Mako-chan. Hmm? You do realize if we were to, if you were to do this with Damien, he would just lay there and just stare at it. He would lay there and allow this thing to keep bumping into him, because he's not gonna move. He's just that fucking lazy. Mm-hmm. You just look at it like, you mind? Quit it. Seriously, knock it off. Pretty much. And I take it you take the filters out of these things to clean them. Yes. Yeah, I wouldn't imagine that they're actually going to be running with the filters and all of that in there. Because I doubt that it would run for 48 hours straight that way. Well, you know, they're going to shed a lot, so... That's all I gotta say is... Well. Anywho,
I think it's about that time for our final playlist, uh, final break of the night. And I believe you're going to enjoy some of this stuff. So, actually, I see on here um, two songs Mako Chan's going to lo- lose her shit over. I'm going to put those two songs back to back. Yay! <laughs> Oh, man. Okay. We're going to get out of here and be right back.
riding here? Yes, Are you done singing over there? I want to hear it again. Say what? I want to hear it again. Fine. I want to hear it again. All of it. Every single one of them. Just play them all over again. No. No. <laughs> no. I can't do that. We will still be on the air. And unlike you, me and Ari have work in the morning. Yeah... It's not my fault that I, you know, have a day off in the week because I work Saturdays. As the saying goes, it is what it is. So, anywho, if you like what you heard, tell a friend. They in turn will tell another friend and so on and so forth. We're independent bloggers, independent podcasters. We do this for the fun of it. So, if we tell you if we like or hate it. We're telling you straight up. So, you know, that's how we roll around here. Check out our, our... Sorry. If you have any questions about the show, drop us a line at podcast at animejamsession.com. Again, that's podcast at animejamsession.com. We're here to believe you. Check out our website at animejamsession.com where we post all of our convention videos, links to our convention videos, photos, reviews, all that good stuff. So definitely check that out. If you have any trouble uh, accessing our podcast, you can find us on Podcast Alley, iTunes, Stitcher, Miro, Double Twist, Groove, TuneIn Radio, and Google Play. Check out our YouTube page, youtube.com slash AnimeJamSessionTV, where we post all of our convention videos. I know it's a bit outdated, but I'm slowly working on getting more content up there, so please be patient. I got you. I got you. If you want to interact with us on YouTube, you can find us, find me at youtube.com slash Ari is at Ari 22682 and you can find Mako-chan over at Luna. Twitter.com slash session. Follow us here for updates on our website, uh, podcasts, shows, and all that cool stuff. If you want to interact with us on Twitter, you can find me at twitter.com slash Ari is at the Ari Man, and you can find Mako-chan over at Jovidea. Facebook.com slash Anime Jam Session. That's our official Facebook page. And to everybody that likes our page, everything, thank you so much. We could not do the show without y'all. If you want to interact with us on Facebook, you can find me at Facebook.com slash IamDJRonMess or that Mess guy. And I'd like to give a quick shout out to all the peeps I met at Liberty City Anime Convention and NDK. Y'all were awesome. I appreciate you 
let me take your photos. I know pictures are not up yet, but I'm working on it the best I possibly can. Okay? I'm gonna try to have it. I'm gonna try to have a batch ready to go by the end of the week. If you want to interact with Ari, you can find him at Ari Rockefeller, and Mako-chan is over at Makoto Mako-chan Kino. And we're here on the VOG Network twice a week. We're live Tuesdays at 9.30 p.m. with an encore at 2 p.m. on Thursdays. But we're not the only geek-centric podcast on this network, so you definitely want to check out the Starboard Power Coupling Podcast, The Geek Card, The Bobby Blackwolf Show, Orange Lounge Radio, Critical Myth, British Invaders, Pod Culture, Electric Sisterhood, Girls Gone Wow, Ranger Pride, Game Bowie, Guys on a Show. And you also want to check out uh, Pokestop Podcast. Um, it's not on the VOG Network, but it's a VOG Network uh, show. You can find it, I believe, on um, uh, PokestopPodcast.com. And now we're going to go around the room. Last words, Mako-chan. Um, I'm going to go get a donut and read some more of my fanfiction. Last words, Ari. I just want to go to sleep. You can go to sleep, good sir. You earned it. My last words is, I finally assembled one of the pieces of furniture I bought last week. I'm probably going to set it up tonight and then tomorrow work on the other piece of furniture and jump on more photos. Woot. Oh, Woot is right. Um, that's it. Um, programming notes will still be here on Tuesdays. There's no change coming up that I could see, but if there is... You'll be the first to know. Um, like I said, back to school usually means season five. So next week, there is a good possibility you're going to hear some brand new intro, a brand new outro, and some new um, eye catches and, and bumpers. So we'll see how that goes. Uh, that's it. Um, you want to get out of here? Yes, yes, please. Okay, let's get the hell up on out of here. I'm Ranma. I'm Ari. And I'm Makachan. Great fight, great night. See you next week. Good night. Night. Say good night, Makachan. Good night, Makachan. And we are golden. Jamatane!